0: This is Brian Croft. Welcome to another edition of Trench Talk, the podcast of practical shepherding. And I am joined in studio with Jim Sebastio. Jim, good to see you again. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Brian. Good to be here. So we are going to uh, tackle another important pastoral topic. Uh, Before we do that, let me encourage you to continue to write us with topics that you want us to tackle on this podcast that's helpful to let us know about. And uh, we want to serve you. We want to be able to talk about the things and hash out the things that that you're most affected by. And just remember that Practical Shepherding exists to be able to serve you in whatever way we can. PracticalShepherding.com. There's resources there. You can contact us and our pastoral care team through the website as well. Uh, today, we want to tackle a, a topic that is important in pastoral ministry, but I would say is largely neglected among Uh, pastors, especially younger pastors, for whatever Mm -hmm. reason, and that is the care of widows. Um, And despite the fact, Jim, that we have tons of passages in the Old and the New Testament in particular uh, with clear imperatives upon pastors, upon, as Paul writes to Timothy... Mm-hmm. Or uh, or just examples of the need to care for widows. Uni- right. There was a unique, impar- there's a unique command in the New Testament to care for widows. And yet, there is this uh, neglect of it. So, Jim, will you kind of set it up biblically for us? Help us understand why this is important for pastors to engage in, biblically.
1: Well, yeah, biblically, I, I suppose you could probably come up with no greater text than James 1.27, religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, certainly there is a a, a high uh, a level of attention paid to uh, in certain sectors of Christianity to how to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Uh, and, Brian, you mentioned in our prep time that there has been something of a resurgence in churches and thinking through the matters of how to care for poor people and then even orphan care and right. uh, adoption, uh, orphan care ministries. Which but, we praise God for, by Right, the way. right. Yeah. But there has not been you know, quite the same uh, as there is for the widows. And uh, Psalm 68 and verse 5 tells, you know, a father of the fatherless... And a protector of widows is God in His holy habitation. That's right. who God is. A description of God. Yeah, they're really one of character. those. It's one of those things that would be you know say it reverently. It would be on God's resume mm-hmm. as the top things a- about Himself. Now, I do think, Brian, that there is uh, there is very often in the scriptures a connection between widows and and when it says orphans, we translate as orphans. And as this Psalm points out, Psalm sixty eight five. It was very often fatherless, and so it's, it's what happens. And you know, and even in the scriptures, there's a, often a description of younger women who have lost their husbands. Fairly common thing in the ancient world. Yeah, that, that's right. Uh, um, you know, not just that a man might be married we you know we read these stories a lot about you know guys having five or six wives because they all died in childbirth or whatever right right but men also died early and so what happened to that one you know that there here's a woman she has a child and her husband's gone and in the ancient world it wasn't like she was going to go pick up a job uh at bagel mart or wherever it was and provide for herself and so who is going to provide? Well, in the covenant community, there's a recognition that, well, you do, and that she's on, uh, and as tithes and offerings were given, that some of that went to the alleviation of the poor so that they could right. eat, that they could have a roof over their head. Right. And of the new covenant here, you know, James says, this is what religion looks like. This is what grace produces is a heart for people. So John says, you know, if you see somebody in need and you neglect them, you don't have it. And James talks about that as well. You just say be warmed and be filled. Right. But you don't practically care for somebody who may be, and depending on the situation, may be very vulnerable, uh, may have deep financial needs. As a result of their loss of their uh, husband or their protector or their provider. Right. Uh, and that doesn't just happen in the old world, that happens in today's world uh, today as well. There are some women who are uh, put into a very financially precarious situation as a result of it. Yeah. But then there's also the emotional devastation. That's right. Uh, there's the isolating feeling uh, because people in the church, well how do you how do you respond? Well it's easier to get together with couples, you know. Well, gee, we used to get with John and Julie all the time, but now John's dead. Now what do we do? You yeah, know, that's a real well thing. we're not gonna take her on vacation like we used to do vacations and double dates, we used to go out to dinner together. That's right. And now how do you treat this person now that their spouse is gone? Yeah, and so the, and there's just tons of
0: passages in the that's what's kind of just astounding about how neglected this practice is among a lot of pastors what you mentioned you know there's acts 6 jim you know mm-hmm. that that the the early church one of the one of the first you know acts of service in a sense that Luke accounts for in the book of acts is is the apostles raising up others mm-hmm. to go care for the widows who were being neglected Paul writes to Timothy to talk about here's what a widow is. Right. Here's how you care for. So let's let's go there. Let's first define in a modern sense. Okay, what what a you know what a widow is. And by just to make sure we're clear in terms of a widow is a woman who has lost her husband. A widower is a man who has lost his his wife. Right. And we want to in principle talk about both of these things. Yeah, and just. But obviously, as Jim mentioned, even in the modern day, there are Im- there are specific implications of women who lose their husbands in regard to having means to be able to provide for themselves, depending on what the financial situation was. Yeah,
1: and Brian, do you would you put into the same category a woman whose husband has forsaken her that uh, he's left and there and she's she's really physically, emotionally, spiritually. Uh, in the same condition as if her husband had been hit by a Mack truck. Yeah. Uh, when she wakes up one day and he's gone and he's run off with the secretary and she's fifty years old and she and the kids are left at home and how am I yeah, gonna make how am I gonna pay for the mortgage? How am I gonna I'm glad you brought that up because
0: yes, we see women in our church who are abandoned by their husbands and leave them in all like we, yeah. so we had an example of of a of a couple <clears throat> who were in their we were just barely 30 years old. Yeah. And he rejected his faith and abandoned his family. Right. And we took, we saw our responsibility as a church to take care of this woman and her, at the time, like five year old daughter. Right. Uh, we treated her, we, we treated her as a widow. Yeah. And the well, needs that are, too. that are particular there. So we want to, we want to highlight that we're talking about. Uh, specifically, when we're talking about a widow. We're talking about women who either lose their husbands mm-hmm. or are abandoned in some way by their husbands. But the, like you said, the protection, the security, the financial provision, all those things that that a, a woman would benefit in being married to a man, depending on obviously the 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 way that marriage functions and the gifts right. and those kind of things. <clears throat> leaves a a woman in a in a vulnerable place right. certainly in our churches there's there's a good there's a good bit of of ladies who uh are, are who choose to stay home with their children and take care of them and their husbands go in and, and work and per, at least for the mo- majority of the finances for the church or for the home are provided through him. So if he leaves, this and that was the case with this woman that we cared for, is, is she, wasn't, she wasn't working. She was at right. home. Yeah, she we had have, to try we... to figure out a career. And it was a terrible, just unfair position she was put right. in with that. So, <clears throat> Jim, what, um, what are some scenarios? Or let's put it this way. Let's talk practically about how does the church care for widows? How do pastors specifically need to care for widows that might be unique for maybe just another church member
1: right okay so I, I, I think again you have to think in the categories in that the scriptures talk about some of these passages to visit them in their affliction I, I think has an idea that of course obviously that there's trouble there you know there's trouble there and and that that affliction where, where you visit them uh, is sometimes the alleviation of burden in regard to uh, so, you know, they, they're, they're here's a woman. She's lost her husband <clears throat> among all the different things. So, she has a she has, there are social issues that are going on, right? Uh, that she's lost her lover, her friend, her companion. But there are also some financial issues going on. How am I going to pay for her? How am I going to eat? How am I going to provide for my children? Uh, So I think there's different ways in which you you strive to fill that, but there's also obviously some spiritual issues going on, and what does this say about God? What does this say about God's heart? What does this say, you know, has God abandoned me? Has God left me alone? And I think you need to minister that kind of truth, the Bible talks about God setting the the lonely in families or the isolated in families, and there needs to be a rallying around of the body of Christ. Some women are not going to have the financial issues; their husbands are provided uh, for that, them, that you know, it, yeah. well enough. I yeah, mean, they, right. they uh, even sometimes when they abandon, they'll at least pay some child support or they have to pay alimony. I know that's changing yep. a little bit in society, you know? right? Um, Which mechanisms but, didn't exist yeah, in the first right. century. So, you so. know, like I have life insurance. Uh, sometimes we joke when there's an unexpected bill that it might be best, you know, like like George <laughs> Bailey. Yep, you are more dead than alive, you know. Uh, and you feel that way sometimes. But, you know, you know that they, they are financially taken care of. That that's, listen, you are not going to starve. You're going to have a roof over your head. You're going to have a bed to sleep in. You're going to have clothes. Your kids are going to be you know, taken care of. And even that's, that's a whole nother area depending on the age of the widow. Right. And Brian, I would ask you this, you know, that there are some really strong exhortations that Paul gives to Timothy, like, you know, the younger widows that they get married, tell the young, he says, tell the younger widows to get married. So I, I, so like I said to one of our ladies once, well, I'm supposed to tell you to get married. You know, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and in that context, in the first century, it probably was because you could arrange a marriage. Well, and it was also a means it, of their survival in it a It would be, right. So yeah. you would say, hey, you know, so-and-so lost his wife a few years ago. He's a man of means. Uh, I'd like you all to meet at four, and we're going <laughs> to do the wedding at five. We're going to do the wedding at five. Yeah, maybe, five, re- maybe 5.15. That would go over really well right now. You know? All right, six. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, right. You, so you, you, you want to right. get to know each other a little bit. You would in you today's that. world. You yeah, know, right. you would think, yeah. So yeah. Uh, we recently had a situation like that. A, a man came in part of church. He had lost his wife. And there was a woman with, uh, she had four boys. So one of the boys had died uh, of cancer. And and I thought very often when she was going through this crisis, where you know her son was dying, and how often I wish that she had a man that would could comfort her, hold her, weep with her. Um, uh, and and the Lord eventually provided that. About a year later, provided a a man in the church for her. Uh, so, you know, that, that's a whole nother aspect where the church seems to be involved in matchmaking, that that's a possibility Hmm. that one of the ways you minister. So I think that you, you try to minister socially so that they're not isolated. They're welcome as a part of, you know, do they have a family? I think that's one of the questions. Yeah. So one of our older widows, she's 80 something now but her her daughter's in the church, her son-in-law's in the church, the grandkids are in the church. There's a lot of socialization. She's not by herself. She's not lonely. That's a different thing than a woman whose kids are gone and grown and gone or there aren't any children or she's estranged from her children. I think we need to know those different things and say we need to ensure that there's some way in which she's involved, she's being taken care of, she matters. It's easier for couples to fellowship with couples. Couples with kids tend to fellowship a lot with people with you know with kids, and then but here's somebody who is by herself, and 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 that's very isolated. It's a whole different ministry that you have. Think about even singles that live by themselves, yeah. or people that live by themselves. How does the what is the duty and responsibility of the church in that regard? But I think there's a social element. There is the financial element. There is the potential that maybe we could say you know yeah we we ought to be praying for and it would be a good thing if god provided for you a husband and but let's
0: let's well in and, and i think the most common situation most pastors listening to this are going to deal with are the elderly widows the ones you referred to the 86 year old which i think is an exception to the rule for them to have that kind of family and that kind of support network in the church, Mm. most of the time, and in most of my experience, and most guys that I I know who are pastoring, and and especially going to like an older church, like a revitalization or something, there was a lot of older members. There there are uh, older widows that don't have family around, and they are incredibly lonely. It's the big snare of being an elderly widow Mm. when their spouse is gone. So I... I would. I just want to encourage those who have those kind of situations. There's, there's two pieces you have to think through. Number one is the church has to become her family now. Mm. And so widow care in our church, even still, is often about not just the pastor. Pastors have to lead in it. And I still love doing widow care, by the way. I go visit elderly widows regularly because I just mm. love it. And it's something that I feel like I'm supposed to be doing. But you've got to equip other people. But the, going to see them... Including elderly widows in your family on family events and those kind mm. of great ways, just great practical right. ways. The other thing I would point out is when you're dealing with elderly widows, especially, there is an issue of just their financial provision. We have an we have a widow in our church who solely lives on Social Security. Mm. Now she figured she does it, and it's pretty it's pretty uh, impressive that she's able to make a very little bit of money go a long way. Right, but She's made that work, but that's the other thing I want to say is that the church is responsible for care. But I want to encourage pastors from a real practical standpoint in the 21st century, you know, especially in America, take advantage of the services that are offered to help care for people mm. in there. I I I want to encourage you. There's again, so this widow would have no means. She'd have to go get a job and work at 70 something years old. Right. If Social Security. Which came out of her husband's work all those years, right? And the mechanism our country has for that. So utilize those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. I would encourage you to do. Yet realizing the church is ultimately responsible for making sure that that widows are cared for, not just from a physical standpoint, but and by the way, deacons going to widows' homes, people going and saying, "Kind of cut your grass, kind of shovel your driveway for the snow off of right. it, can I help you move stuff?" Like, like there's all kinds of unique ways that that especially elderly widows need care that right. maybe other people in the congregation don't necessarily right. do. Right, that's
1: the living out of Philippians too, isn't it? I mean, considering others' needs is more important than your own. And you have to think about, what are the people's needs and, and you know what do they have? Brian, I want to give a resource. Maybe you'll okay. be a little bit hesitant to say because it's your own book. And I love Austin. I don't want, you to, Austin, pop- I don't want so, you to pop So go for it. All right, so uh, there is a book published by Crossway called Caring for Widows. It's written by a man named Brian Croft, who's sitting across from me, and also my very good friend, Austin Walker. Um, uh, I've known Austin since 1988, and I introduced the two of them I met Austin through you, yes. Yeah, and so this is a book on caring for widows, and it is a theological and practical guidebook uh, for uh, taking care of, of those in a way that honors the Lord and that Cheers and comforts and helps those who are undergoing affliction. Yeah. No. Thanks. And and
0: I love. I mean, Austin's just uh, become a great teacher and mentor to me in different ways. And yeah, Jim, you introduced us. And when I when I suddenly realized that Austin was thoughtfully caring for widows and thinking and even writing about this, right? Like before I was born, I thought it'd be a good idea to bring him into the mix of things. And so, right? Yeah. So I, I'm grateful for Austin. Another, another resource to throw out there. Is the green book, The Pastor's Ministry, uh, with our ministry here? There's a chapter on caring for widows. And so, if you're looking for a short, just short kind of exposure to this idea biblically and some practical pieces to it, that one chapter you can address. And then the book with Austin is a whole book that really flesh in yeah. Austin's part. He writes the first part of this, and it's just outstanding as yeah. he fleshes out what the Bible the, the what the Bible says about this role.
1: And there's actually another book Austin had written previously, right? Uh, called yeah, God's Care for the Widow, and, and he wrote that because when the first time it was the first time they had a widow in the church, and, huh. and he went through the scripture, and it was really how he. What were the texts he used to minister to her and show her God's heart and care for her in her new new state? Yeah, that is a book. The
0: reason this book that Austin I wrote came about is because Austin had written one of the only books on widows I'd ever seen. Right, but it's for the widow. It's to give to the the widow. widow there was this nothing is, that we knew of that right. was, how, here yeah, pastors, here's, a resource, here's how of, you care right. for widows. Yep. So that's what that is. So, Jim, will you pray for pastors listening to this that, that God would just burden their hearts for this ministry and those, those men, those ladies and men who have lost their spouses and need unique care.
1: Yeah. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for the day that is coming when death will be no more... And there'll be no more widows, and there'll be no more orphans, there'll be no more tears. Uh, The former things will have passed away. But Father, as we live in this world, which is often a veil of tears, and it is a place where death and desertion are realities, that you would help the church to be a place of refuge, and Father, that we uh, as pastors would do our work, and that we would also... Uh, help uh, people in our church to think and to be trained uh, diaconally and in regard to service, to have our families open to the care of those who have known these devastating circumstances. Father, we know that those who are hurting uh, and vulnerable will have a tendency to feel very neglected, and we pray that in truth and in uh, every way practical, that that would not happen in our, in our fellowships, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.